Is This Enough? With James O'Connor and David Hall. Do you... <laughs> I was about to say, do you feel like you're going to burp every time you press record? But then I remembered that I've edited out quite a few of your burps. One of the episodes started <laughs> with you talking about pesto. And what happens is you burped and then started talking about pesto. And I took it from the moment, like the millisecond after you burped and you were like, just finished eating I, some uh, pesto. So I'm assuming you do burp every time you turn a mic on. I, I burp quite a lot. I burp on stage quite a lot. <laughs> I do. I, um, I've got a special voice that I can hit where a burp kind of just slips out. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's good. I suppose as comedians, it's okay for us to burp a little bit more than it would be if we were presenting, say, the news or something of great importance. The, yeah, I don't understand how newsreaders do it. <laughs> I don't. That is a skill that I, I, fun, I fundamentally don't understand that skill. Yeah, it is quite impressive that they can do it. I, um, one point I was like, I burp so much and I get so many good burps. I was like, maybe I could save these just in case I need some. And I was like, I'm never going to be like, oh, I need a burp and I don't have one because I'm just always going to do it. Yeah. I wonder if there is like prime burp that someone's done and that's like the burp that everything gets. There it is. There it is. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> With apologies to the listener. Follow up. Great. Let's hope I bleep. I, probably, I, I might bleep them. <laughs> I would love a bleep as if you'd, had, you'd said something awful. <laughs> One more. Okay, please start Here we the go. quiz before I throw up. Hello and welcome to Is This Enough? The only podcast. My name is James O'Donoghue, <laughs> and with me, as always, is David Hoare, the world's funniest David Hoare. David, are you well? I am well. And how are your stools? <laughs> Good. Better but worse, I don't know. Oh, dear. Uh, please eat some fibre. Uh, but this is... The utterly brilliant, wonderful game show where everything is utterly brilliant and wonderful. We have both prepared four rounds each. Uh, neither of us knows what the other one has prepared for the other one to take part in. So let's find that out together as one big happy cult. Uh, but what's more, the winner of today's episode of Is This Enough will win a grand prize that we'll announce later on. So there's... All to play for, especially Ooh. considering that there is, of course, a forfeit for losing. <gasps> and I know, isn't that exciting? It's quite exciting. Do you know what stakes are? The best possible outcome minus the worst possible outcome. And in between those, those are, that's where the stakes are. And I think you can agree with me that the stakes <laughs> have never been higher. Um, pretty high stakes. The stakes are so high that this restaurant is bad. Bad reviews. <laughs> we the have... stakes are so high that they live in Bristol. Go. Whoa, now. <laughs> what do the Blazing Squad have for dinner? <laughs> high stakes. Whoa. We also Is that your impression rat? of the placing squad? Yeah. I'll see you at the crossroads. Girl, I like the way you work it. And if you let me, I let you flip reverse it. I think you're revealing that you know quite a lot about the blazing squad. I know two songs. Yeah. There we go. We also have a have, we death. We also have strokes quite frequently. We also have a round for you at home to play along with. And you can email your answers in to us for your chance to win a piece of bespoke podcast-related artwork, which may or may not be fucking awful, depending on (laughs) 
how much serotonin I have. But we're going to kick off now and begin some of our classic games, japes and jokes. So, without further ado, let's begin. David, have you prepared a round for us? I, I have. I've prepared four. Uh, <laughs> Good. That's the format of the podcast. Round one. Round one is called Genre Knowledge. Did Jean-Luc Picard of the USS Enterprise from Star Trek The Next Generation say this? James, have you ever watched Star Trek The Next Generation? David, not only have I watched some episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, I've enjoyed them. I think that Star Trek The Next Generation, specifically The Next Generation, has some of the best and worst episodes of television out there. And the level of quality, the disparity between the best and the worst episodes is nearly as big as the stakes of this episode. (laughs) David, after watching the pilot of The Next Generation... So bad. It's fucked. It's 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 a real season one word. is awful. <laughs> season one, most of season two, and yet some and of season two is some of the best episodes of television. And then when it apparently gets good, it's still quite bad. And then it gets really good, and then it gets really bad. Um, I don't like Star Trek: The Original Series. I don't like Voyager. I've not really watched Deep Space Nine since I was about seven. I like of nine. <laughs> hey! uh, I wouldn't count myself as a Trekkie. I like Lower Decks because it's a nice sleepy bedtime fun show to watch. That is a sleepy bed. That's like Rick and Morty without the toxicity of Rick and Morty. Mm. And with uh, stupid Star Trek references, which is fun. I don't like Discovery. I kind of like the J.J. Abrams movies. I don't like Star Trek Picard, even though it's basically the cast of TNG because it's TNG but dumb whereas the next generation is like space socialism with lasers yeah, but, but David have you seen Star Trek Enterprise no I've not even touched that but David have you heard the opening theme of Star Trek Enterprise no I'm gonna see if it goes I'm gonna make it up on the spot now Hey, it's us. We're gonna do the Star Trek spacey space. I've, I've got stop a you right there. business enterprise for you. Would you like to invest? <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there because you're closer than you should be. <laughs> um, it is the only theme tune for a Star Trek show to have lyrics. Oh, and it's it's bad. It's like Christian rock. It's really ah. bad. I think it is a Christian rock band. It's fucked. It's bad. Creed? It's really awful. <laughs> was it Creed? Anyway. It Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Question number one. Did Jean-Luc Picard say this? Engage. Yes, when he was picking his favourite Sony console to play. <laughs> I should say, this is for 10 points each. 10 Uh, points, you say? Yes, and you have just scored yourself a cool 10 points because Jean-Luc Picard often said, engage. You're also alluded to something that I'm about to destroy. Question number two. Did Jean-Luc Picard ever say, Nokia, engage? (laughs) David... I think he did, because I think the Nokia Engage probably has more high-tech stuff than any of the things that you can see on the Enterprise. That's true. It is actually better than the technology in the show, because it was made many years after that. And also, Nokias are famed for uh, their durability. However, we are not sponsored by Nokia. Unfortunately, James, you are wrong. He never said that. I'm very sorry. Question number three. James, did... David. Yes? Continue. Okay. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> James, did Jean-Luc Picard ever say, the Kardashians are developing a metagenic weapon? <laughs> no, 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 David. Because he would have said the Kardashians. Shit. Actually, he would. Uh, uh, I meant have that. You been, have you did, been calling... Have you been calling them the Kardashians? <laughs> the Kardashians. Well, he says it with a bit of a... Hmm. He adds an accent into... So I, it's like the Kardashians are developing a metagenic weapon. Did he ever say that? I meant whatever you said. Yeah, yes. He Correct. said the Kardashian. Yes. That. Great. Question number four. Did Jean-Luc Picard ever say this? The Kardashians have a daughter with a rather large bottom. For the 24th century, um, we've evolved past the need for large asses. <laughs> Unless you count Captain Jellicle Ooh, from Chain of Command, which is what the quote from the previous episode was from. I'm a nerd. Carry on. Uh, yeah, he, he would have said yes. <laughs> because... You're an idiot. I so I feel bad because I jumped the gun and fucked your joke for this. I don't and... think you did it at all. <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> uh, okay. we, we've had a great time, folks. <laughs> Was that one of the Blazing Squad? I'll <laughs> do. I'll do. Part of the Blazing Squad. Okay. Question number five. Did Jean Luc Picard ever say this? I'm a fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was an yes. episode where he got into the uh, hollow deck and decided he wanted to be a bus. Correct. Ten points. That puts you at thirty points at the end of round one. Over to you, James. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thanks, David. Round two. David. Hi. <laughs> I'm going to read a list of statements. And you need to tell me if you can or cannot say that anymore because of the woke snowflake police and their cancelled culture. <laughs> so join me as we play You Can't Say That Anymore. And <laughs> for every correct answer, you get 12.5 points. Oh, David, can you say this or have the wokerati tofu-eating chumps... Mm. Over at bloody Guardian headquarters, ruined this for everyone. I really thought you were going to say over at Gardener's World. They're, <laughs> they're not very woke. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> David, can you say this anymore? I am waiting for the number 168 to the Old Kent Road. <laughs> can you say that anymore, Dave? Can you even say that? Um, you might be ageist for implying that Kent is old, but I'm going to say you can say that. I'm afraid you can't say that anymore because they cancelled the route of the 168 to the old Kent Road. <gasps> it got cancelled. Got oh. cancelled. First, they came for the bus routes. <laughs> and I did not speak out. Because I am that mum in a Range Rover that tried to kill those Extinction Rebellion protesters. Keep it light, David. Keep it light. <laughs> Did the, can you say this anymore? Did the can you say this anymore? <laughs> can yay even say that? That would have been a better name for this round. <laughs> David, can you can you even say this anymore? Yes, Dr. Zimmerman, I am very much looking forward to driving my diesel van through Bristol city centre. Can you say that? No, because there is a driving ban for bad vehicles. I think that's David, what it's I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the points there. I'm yeah. going to give you the points there and then. However, 
your your reasoning is wrong. You oh, can't right. say that anymore because Dr. Zimmerman died 20 years ago to this very evening. And some say, if you listen carefully, when the moon is gibbous and the wind is still, you can still hear him cry, low emission zone. <laughs> David. Yeah. Can you say this anymore? Please mind where you are stepping. My dog has just done a big white shit. <laughs> can you fucking say that anymore? David. Um, I think you can say that. Yes. Yes, David, you can say that. <laughs> Yay! You can. I'm, I can celebrate not only uh, that, but also the fact that I can't say it anymore. Hooray! David, you can say that, providing that you give your dog exclusively food from 1973. <laughs> <laughs> Please write in to tell us your favourite food from 1973. I once had a dream in which my dad had made something known as 70s pie. <laughs> and it was a pie with a, with a fluorescent green filling. And there were pictures of the pie of me and all my friends. I was going to say, is your dad Richard Herring? <laughs> and I had that dream. <laughs> the night that my brother died. David, keep it light. <laughs> that was the most intense grief dream I've ever had. I've ever had. Sure. Keep it light. Keep it light. Do, 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 do. Carrot. David, can you say this anymore? Oh! Can you can you can Jesus. you even say that? Okay. Uh, mm, uh, no, I wouldn't ever want to hear somebody say that again. No, you you can't say that. Can you just say it for me one more time? Yeah, no, I don't think you can say that anymore, James. No, no, you, you can't say that anymore. I feel bad. Yeah, you should feel bad, but also I've got some points. But at the end of that, you do indeed now have 37 and a half points. <laughs> Round three. Round three is called This Is Mine Now. Which of these items did the dog that we were looking after this weekend pee on? James, have you ever gone for a walk with the dog? David, I've, I've gone for walks with many dogs. Hmm. So this dog uh, is called Albus Dumbledog. He is an awesome, awesome dog. Uh, he uh, isn't his local area, so he doesn't pee as territorially as he could. I once looked after my neighbor's dog and uh, took it for a walk around our local area, and that dog didn't do one concentrated piss. It did about 12 pisses around the area, just going, mine, mine, mine. However, did Albus Dumbledog piss on these things this weekend. Number one, a bench. Yes. I'm sorry, he didn't piss on a bench. We thought he was going oh. to, but he didn't. Oh, I should say this is for 30 points each. Uh, dogs are famed for pissing on benches, but this time the dog did not. Number two. I was about to make a poo joke there, but let's not let's not degrade ourselves. <laughs> no, no, this is piss, not poops. Even though you said, <laughs> David, let's carry on with playing. Piss this enough. <laughs> Did Albus Dumbledog piss on a Toyota Prius? Yes. Yes, he did. Yes. <laughs> I don't That's know good. how corrosive dog piss is. But uh, he pissed on an electric car, which really shows you what a right-wing fuck that dog is. <laughs> Sounds like he was a bit too high-bred <laughs> for the car! <laughs> Did Albus Dumbledog, number three, piss on some bluebells? Albus Dumbledog, the third? Um, <laughs> I think he did. He Piss. certainly did. Have you been to see the bluebells out? They're now out in full. It's very, very nice. It's a short window in which the UK countryside kind of is mildly uniform and it's delightful. Yes. You did. 
I've seen I've seen some blue balls. Did you see it? Did you see this? Have you heard of this? I had a walk today around some wetlands, David, and let me tell you, <laughs> they stink. They <laughs> fucking stink. Of bluebells that have been pissed on by dogs. Number four. Did Albus Dumbledog piss on the Clifton Suspension Bridge? Did he piss on or off? This, the question is on. On the Clifton Suspension Bridge. I could imagine knowing where you live. That's right, we're doxing David. <laughs> Bristol. The, that is within a certain radius to your house. Could it be five miles? Could it be 100 miles? Who's to say? But I could imagine that that dog did a big old wee-wee on the bridge. No, he didn't. He really respects his Zimbard Kingdom Brunel. Ah, <laughs> uh, fine. Uh, and number five, did Albus Dumbledog piss all over my sleep pattern? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, fucking like did. I'm very, very, very fucking sleepy because he came in at quarter to seven every morning. We were looking after him. We looked after him for several days going... And the problem with that is, is he's waking me up at 7.45, but he's also unbearably cute. So I just wanted to look after him. But uh, yeah, so we had to take him outside. So at the end of that round, you got three right, which is 90 points. You're on 120 points. 120 points. Round four. David. Yes. The next round is, is this asbestos? <laughs> is this asbestos <laughs> no of course not we're not playing that because I already know that it probably is David <laughs> this next round is a round that requires you to cast the net of your imagination high and wide it's not how a net works cast your big brain sails wide and let's go a sailing on the waves of the mind. David, the year is 2050 AD. We have made first contact with an alien species. Their physical forms are roughly similar to ours and are carbon-based life forms. Their life processes are similar too. They need to sleep, eat, excrete. They are complicated like us and they can die like us. The High Inquisitor, the Lord Protector of their culture, is piloting a faster-than-light speed vessel to Earth, full with their interplanetary liaison unit. They're coming to Earth for the first time. What's more, they're all coming to your house. David, they're (laughs) going to be here in 45 minutes. What are you going to cook for them? This is worth... 473 points. Oh, God. Do you I... can ask three questions to clarify, but then I'm going to need your final answer. Okay, question number one. Are there any dietary requirements? Um, they're, 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 they're fine. They've analysed what most allergens would be. Mm. And they're fine. They have, like, equivalent on their planet. With regards to... Uh... Oh, like, like they, they can all process, like, what their equivalent of gluten would be. Or okay. what their equivalent of dairy would be. Uh, are any of them vegan? Um, they don't consider... They're so advanced that they barely consider us intelligent beings. Therefore, the <laughs> idea that uh, a chicken or cow might be considered intelligent to them it's like us considering a stone intelligent i don't agree with them i think this is fucked mm. um do they have uh expensive taste um they're bringing um a beverage with them they consider acceptable, but would probably go for like twelve pounds if okay. it were a bottle of wine. So it's not like whoa, but it's like oh, okay. Yeah, something with like a nice little like puffin on the logo or something where you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, they got there, the puffin wine. Yeah, there's the rule of like animal on logo, 
we're in we're in good times. <laughs> James and I know a lot about wine. David, look out, Prosecco. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, there was a point where both me and David were incredibly unemployed and incredibly depressed. And we got into uh, having brunch, or as you might call it, day drinking. <laughs> we went into co-op and we were like, trying to get some like Prosecco for, for brunch. And then we found one which I can't remember what it was called. We can't remember what the actual wine was called. But the, the blurb for it said, look out Prosecco, there's a new sparkling white wine in town. <laughs> and... We thought it'd be funny to throw that at some Prosecco. Mm, and that's we're now why... banned from every shop. <laughs> In Bristol. Uh, yeah. Which is why I, I moved. <laughs> Fair. Um, okay, so... I think that I personally can make two meals well. And therefore... I'm just going to make both of those meals at the same time. And uh, we'll offer that to the aliens because that's the best I can do. And I don't consider myself the best that humans can offer. But I do think that maybe offering them the best I can do is uh, probably the best idea. So I'm going to make them a spaghetti bolognese. With a side order of buffalo chicken wings. (laughs) 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 It's not exactly Tex-Mex. It's more like Tex-Italian. Texican-Mexican. Texican-Mexican. But um, yeah, so... uh, And I can even make some cauliflower uh, buffalo wings if anybody would like to try a vegan alternative. Um, but yeah, I make good spaghetti bolognese because I was once a student and my sister once told me how to make a spaghetti bolognese, 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 uh, I turned it to Sean Connery there. Bolognese nuts. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, my sister taught me how to make a spaghetti bolognese step by step over the phone once. Uh, and then I, when I was like 17, and then that's all I ate at university, other than occasional fajitas. Uh, and then I got into a real chicken wing phase. So I'm going to eat, uh, I'm going to offer the uh, aliens spaghetti bolognese with a side order of chicken wings. Ah, the weather spoons. <laughs> David, you're, you're close. You're close, David. I'm afraid the correct answer is a lasagna and a garden salad. <laughs> but because bolognese is a component on it of lasagna, I'm going to give you 258 points. Hooray! Which means, David, you currently have 295.5 points. 295.5. It is amazing that if you whisper at somebody, they will whisper back. Yeah, that's good. That's mm. some good shit. David, you have a whopping 295.5 points. <laughs> yeah! yeah! Do, 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 do. I'm loving it. <laughs> I was going to say, come on and do a conga, but that's fine. That's one to buy McDonald's. Fine. Is this enough? Turns out there's no fiber in fiber optic broadband. So I'm still pretty bunged up. Round five. James. Episode four, round <laughs> five. I've melted as a human. Uh, that's not the name of the round. Uh, welcome that's to episode fake four. <laughs> this next round it's called I've Melted as a Person. Oh. Uh. 
More unmelty people later on, David. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> oh, we should establish uh, the prizes. The prizes, David? Boy, howdy! <laughs> if you win today's episode of Is This Enough, you get the nuclear codes and one free go at the big red button. <laughs> And if you lose, you get the crippling guilt of what that would actually entail. <laughs> oh, so there's all to play for. Keep there is light. all to play for, especially if you're Luxembourg. <laughs> Luxembourg, the capital city, or Luxembourg, the country? Because whoever named Luxembourg was fucking lazy. David... Continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite tired. I'm quite tired too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Round five is the always exciting How are you round? James, how are you? I'm fucking tired, David. Mm. I have had a week of moving shit out of the storage unit into my home, which is now looks like a storage unit. <laughs> but I've had the opportunity to visit a different branch of somewhere that I used to work. <gasps> and have you ever had that as an experience? Yes. Because you've done retail. I used to, used to, I used to work in a... Uh... Video and DVD rental shop uh, that no longer exists and rhymes with cockbusters. Uh, um, oh, you worked in a porn place? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I worked in cockbusters. Um, so, and you I. worked in cockfosters? <laughs> <laughs> End of the line for me. Um, so, uh, thank you. I, um, yeah, have been into other places and the one I worked in, uh, was very small and incidentally had contained asbestos. Yeah, asbestos. baby. Asbestos. This episode of Is This, is this Enough is not sponsored by asbestos. Uh, no, and it yeah, is sponsored it was by coughing. <laughs> I used to just work in that shop by myself and do nothing. Oh, uh, because that it sounds was only... kind of ideal. I just used to sit and play guitar and write songs and people would come in and I go, oh, sorry. And they'd be like, it's quite nice, actually. Carry on playing. I was supposed to have DVD adverts, but there was eight adverts on a loop and adverts only last for three minutes. So that was like 24 minutes of podcast and that's built for 24 minutes of uh, film trailers uh, on a loop uh, and they would just drive me insane, so i just turn it off. Uh, and then i go into the bigger ones and you couldn't really s like see or hear the trailers whilst you were at the uh, counter where you were working and they would work with sometimes like four, five, six people because it was a big shop. And that's, yeah, you're like, oh, this is much bigger and more interesting. How was your uh, visit to a different type of storage? David, thing? it was uh, shit. <laughs> the places like storage places are uh, hostile environments in mm -hmm. terms of design and in terms of how they're meant to be. And I found out that the padlock for my unit had a very similar code to the padlock for the next unit, and I found that out at half ten at night by opening someone else's unit by mistake and <laughs> setting all the alarms off. Wow. All the alarms. All the alarms. All the burglar alarms. And having worked there, I knew how fucking dumb that was to have set off all the burglar alarms. And I had to explain it to a security officer who couldn't be fucked. Ah, that sounds like a mental situation. Did it get resolved okay? Yeah. <laughs> you could give a shit. I remember you telling me about the storage place when you worked there because you would be like, it's mostly people 
splitting up with their partners and bringing in their stuff and occasionally saying, can I live here? <laughs> oh, so we did have one guy who, who was living in his unit and we had to tell him to no longer live in his unit. Cause <laughs> no, we can't, no. Mm. And then um, I was working there during the lockdowns mm. and it was month one of, lock, of lockdown one when we all thought that we were going to die. Mm-hmm. And this bloke came in and I checked him in, went through all the documents with him. We got to his uh, his list of what he was storing and how much it would cost. And there was only one item on his inventory and it was to the tune of £400 and that item was fuck machine. <laughs> And I, I turned to him and I was like, I'm just looking through your inventory. Anything you want to add or edit? Thinking maybe it's a funny like placeholder and he'll do the proper one later on. He went, no. <laughs> and I saw what he was loading into his unit. It was four really cheap bits of MDF, all with glory holes drilled into them with very little sanding. <laughs> and that was the most circumcised man I've ever seen. I've not seen the episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is called How Splinter Got His Name. (laughs) (laughs) Feel good. Well, at the end of that round, James, I feel like you have done very well, and I'm going to give you 200 points. Woo! I know, right? That's a considerable amount of points. Congratulations. Round six. Now, David, round six is no, no, no. How are you? Yes, yes, yes. I am okay. I'm a little bit sleepy. I've been working on lots of things. Uh, I have uh, Edinburgh previews coming up soon. I've got my Edinburgh show uh, through August Coming up, my show title is called One Billion Songs, Please. One Uh, Billion Songs! Please. Uh, Gotta be polite. Uh, It's at 2.30 at Hill Street Theatre during the Edinburgh Fringe. Please get your tickets. That would be wonderful. Uh, I've also uh, had an announcement this week that we're recording it. I don't know, in the grand scheme of things, whether it'll actually be out by the time we release this episode or not. But I am releasing a new ambient music album. Ambient music. Album. What's the ambient equivalent of? It's. <laughs> um, it's called Formless Thoughts. It's uh, only six tracks, but the tracks are of sizable length. I don't know if you've ever explained to somebody what ambient music is if they don't really know what it is James do you know what ambient music is David I quite like Brian Eno yeah Brian there Eno. I've said it I like Brian Eno I like Robert Fripp I like um numerous uh ambient music artists and when I first started making ambient music I did it just because I was like how do you do it it seems like because if you listen to any Brian Eno interview he will always talk about how he doesn't have any musical proficiency he just kind of tries stuff and he just likes experimenting with things and I was like well I can give that a go just as a bit of a laugh after work and that's what I started doing and then I accidentally made an ambient album uh, and then I released it and people really really liked it and I was like oh I think I'm an ambient music artist now um, I did it under the name Branching Audio because I didn't want it on the same music uh, streaming platform <laughs> as David Hoare releases because I didn't want people to be like oh that was nice and calming what's his other song? How many wanks is too many wanks? <laughs> yes um, so yeah I've also released an album of lo-fi uh, beats uh as well. Uh, so there's the previous album uh, of ambient music called Focus and Slumber. There is the branching audio album Branching Beats. Uh, this new album is going to be called Formless Thoughts. Uh, uh, and uh, I will be inserting information about its release 
on the podcast somewhere when it is getting released, which might be at the end of May or beginning of June. But as we're speaking, I haven't decided that date yet, which is interesting because you'll be listening to this in the future and you'll know this information because I will have rammed it home no end. Uh, but yeah, it's really, really exciting to release another album. It will be the seventh album I've released overall, which is quite exciting. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's really bizarre and interesting to actually release a creative endeavor, especially it's just on my own because you kind of want to do it and you're like, I should do that. And then you start working on it and you're like, Ugh! and then the closer it gets, the more excitement and terror kind of increase together at the same time where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I've just basically made bleepy bloop sounds. And now I'm like, you might want to listen to this whilst you read your book. But people do. And uh, I hope the listener at home likes it. I'll send some to you, James, and you might like it too. That's good stuff, David. Hmm. Well done. Uh, no, that's great, man. That's um, that sounds really exciting. Um, and how many downloads did your previous album get? Oh, uh, some. Like I don't know. I can't remember. I could look on uh, the Spotify artist and see how many listeners they had overall. Um, I've had well over like. 50 sales of my albums and it's quite interesting because as a and i've had several thousand listens on uh, spotify and other platforms and as a small time creator it's really interesting to see that uh, you that sounds pathetic in the grand scheme of things but that also bought me dinner for a while and paid my bills uh and hopefully we can much like with this podcast keep building and doing and we'll get somewhere somewhere it's not my main focus but it is uh not it's something that i really love it's not a non-focus yeah yeah exactly it's definitely it's a, a thing that you've stream. made that's well david but getting Solid. several thousand listens you've got seven thousand points Hooray! <laughs> so you are currently on seven thousand two hundred ninety five point five points Whereas I am on 320. 320. Hi there, David here. Just wanted to let you know that my new ambient album, Formless Thoughts, is out Friday, May 26th on Bandcamp and all music streaming platforms. Formless Thoughts is designed to be listened to whilst in deep focus or relaxation. Stick it on whilst you work for some excellent background sounds. Formless Thoughts is released under the artist's name Branching Audio, as to not confuse it with my other songs about Sillet Bang and Wanking. Listen to Formless Thoughts by Branching Audio, out May 26th on Bandcamp and all music streaming platforms. Round seven. Round seven is called daffodils or naffodils. Is this a real Welsh word? For a thousand points per question. Holy shit. Yeah. The stakes have never been higher. So high. Uh, I have asked actual Welsh person and Twitch legend Cactus Nax, a Twitch streamer. Please follow Cactus Nax on Twitch the Welshest man I know, to record some Welsh words. I've also asked him to record some fucking gobbledygook. It's up to you to find out, is this a real Welsh word or just something random? Do you understand the premise, James? Get them cactuses. <laughs> Question number one. Is this a real Welsh word? Dwyfenol. 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 Does Dwyfenol sound like a real Welsh word? Yes. I think it is. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, you are wrong. That is a false word. It roughly translates as not hellish, but really hellish. But it's not a Welsh word at all. Question number two. Is this a real Welsh word? Bendigugan. <laughs> Bendigugan. Bendigugan. Is Bendigugan a real Welsh word? Bendigugan. I think it is. I think it's a real Welsh word. You think Bendigugan is a real Welsh word? Again, the... you are wrong. Bendigugan oh. is not a Welsh word. So far, all gobbledygook. It roughly means... So good it makes your head spin, but it's not actually a Welsh word. You're not doing very well at Welsh, are you? No, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at it. You said I'm this bad. is like Duolingo. Have you ever done Duolingo? I did, I did lock down Duolingo. Of course we did. We all did. <laughs> what did you go for? What language? I went for Welsh. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so, so far that's not helping you out at all. You are 2,000 no. points in the hole. The next one. Number three. Pascod is Glodian. I know Pascod is Welsh. Four. Dunno. <laughs> but I'm gonna say that's 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 the real deal, baby. <laughs> Correct. That is Welsh for fish and chips. That's one thousand points to you there. Yes, one thousand big ones. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Is this a real Welsh word? Clinky mule. <laughs> Clinky mule. He went for the lateral plosive there. Clinky mule. <laughs> Clinky mule. I'll slinky mule you in a minute. Clinky mule. Oh, <laughs> shit. I think it is not a real Welsh word, David. <gasps> James O. Donoghue. Oh dear, that is in fact a real Welsh word. It no. means to sulk, which is what you'll be doing for the rest of the day. Oh. <laughs> Not no. very good at the old Welsh, are you? You've got that one bad. last chance to redeem yourself. Is well, this not really. A real Welsh word. You can redeem yourself. You're not going to. Uh... I'm not going to win. I gave you seven. Thousand points. Yeah, for releasing an album I haven't even released yet. Sucker! Okay, this is the last one. Is this a real Welsh word? Oh, pot noodle. Oh, pot noodle. I. Oh, pot noodle. I, I think it may not be a Welsh word, but I think that isn't. A Welsh word. What? I, David, it's not a Welsh word. <laughs> you don't pot noodle that. Oh, pot noodle. I'm afraid you're wrong, James. Oh, pot noodle is Welsh for fuck off English. So... Oh, no. And that's what I heard when I went to the University of Aberystwyth. <laughs> yeah, you lived in Wales for all this time. And you didn't know any of this, except for one. I... Uh, the the makeup of the student body in Aberystwyth was so English that I left Aberystwyth with a Midlands twang. <laughs> That's how. And like Aberystwyth is like where a lot of the reinvention of a modern Welsh language came from. Mm. Uh, but the students were just a bunch of bloody Anglo's. <laughs> Oh dear. So at the end of that round, James, you got a thousand points. You were on 1,320 points. Oh, 1,320 points. Is this enough? Hello, David. Hello, James. It's me. Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, probably 47th. People are saying it. Everyone's saying it. Everyone's doing a brand new dance. Come on, baby. Do the locomotion. I just wanted to vote in and say that this is maybe the best comedy quiz show maybe ever. People are saying it. Loads of people are saying it, folks. I just wanted to say I think James is a funny fucking Jew. 
And Zabit, you're my favourite, because I particularly like your sweet little tushy. So I'm just going to leave you now, as we say at Trump Towers, bye-bye. Or as we really say, bye-bye. James, before we round up this week's quiz, I'd just like to ask you how you got on with eating your dinner upside down for a week. Oh, David, 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 David. That was the forfeit for losing last week's quiz. It was indeed. And let me tell you, David, it was bad. (laughs) I feel upset. And um, my digestion has never been better. Oh, <laughs> look so you out should for really James! Try O'Donnell. it. <laughs> Sorry. You should really try it at home. Look out for James's new dietary book, "Eating Upside Down with Upside Down O'Donoghue." Enjoy my cookbook, living on the ceiling. <laughs> With a forward by Lionel Richie. <laughs> Whoa, what a feeling when you're eating on the ceiling. <laughs> round out. David, yeah. the last round is uh, not presented by me. I'm going to go now and leave you in the capable hands of the biggest fan of the podcast that we have. David, I'm off, and I'll see you in a minute. Okay, bye, James. Hello, I'm Sir Keir Starmer. <laughs> Big fan, love all your stuff, especially the rounds in which someone needs to do a guessing game. I love guessing games. I think they're not only good fun, but they're also clean fun. Um, no one enjoys a good laugh more than me. Some of my favourite comedy programmings. Uh, some of my favourite comedy programming includes reruns of Lee Nelson's Well Good Show, The Shipping Forecast, and Daz adverts from the 90s. <laughs> David, I thought it would be fun to read you some of my self-insert fan fiction, and you could guess what franchise I've inserted myself into by promising I would respect the mandate of the previous writer and yet delivering something entirely different. So... <laughs> Join us as we play Here's Starmer with Sir Keir Starmer. Now, guessing correctly what franchise I'm talking about will get you three points for each correct answer, which I think is more than generous, especially considering the current economic output. David, what franchise am I in? Look, a welcome the Viceroy's moves to increase firepower on the front line, but I really wish he'd go further and look not only at occupying the underwater city, but also, while occupying it, looking at reorganising the flow of credits to a much neglected outer rim system uh, through a series of one-off collections of weird plasma balls that you have to physically load into a big slingshot. (laughs) David. Where is his Starmer? <laughs> Where his? Uh, Keir Starmer, I think you have inserted yourself into Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. David, that is indeed correct. You have three points. Um, <laughs> I think that's a good start. Look, no one said that this would be easy, uh, but I think you're doing a great job. No one could say... Uh, looking at the last result, that this isn't an improvement. No one could say that. So, well done. I'm going to enter that into uh, one of my many spreadsheets that I keep open at all times. David, you now have 700... No, I'm sorry. Silly me. That was a classic key joke. You, of course, have 7,398.5 points. Well done. David. Yes. Look, this is number two, okay? (laughs) Look, Mr. Speaker, I'm very happy for the entire country to be more mobile, 
Moving is a good thing. Me and my wife enjoy moving so much that next year we're planning on to move we're planning to move into number 10. But the Prime Minister has failed to assess how much this move will cost in the interest of our rubber industry with respect for their remits for post-Brexit recovery planning. David, what franchise am I, Sir Keir Starmer, in today? <laughs> no fucking idea. I thought because you mentioned London that it could be Mortal Engines, but I imagine it's not Mortal Engines. So is it the film Rubber, directed by Mr. Wazzo? David, I don't know what that film is. I, I don't want to know what that film is. It sounds ghastly. Um, I think that uh, films like that have no place in our democracy. Uh, of course, David, no, that was indeed uh, Mortal Engines. Was it? Uh, yeah! No, did I get it wrong? The, but... the, the, the film is about putting your country on a big truck. And I have plenty of Damn it, I said the right answer that. and then I got so it wrong. So, David, your own self-doubt got in your way. Um... <laughs> Look, we can't be doing that when it comes to the next election. <laughs> there can't be room for any doubt. You know, things aren't going to go back the way they were. Damn it. David, <laughs> your final question for this round <laughs> yeah. is... Uh, so li listen up, okay? Sit up straight. Uh, listen, listen, and, uh, you know, I'm opposed to you and what you do. David... I will have Workington back for myself. He who controls the Red Wall controls the universe. And what Ed Miliband hasn't told you is that I will have control of someone who is very, very close to Jeremy Corbyn. This person, this traitor, will be more to us than 10,000 legions of Sarduakar. This is my desert. This is my strong labour values. This is my strong family values. <laughs> David, what have I inserted myself in today? Is it the animal-based fantasy franchise Red Wall? David, <laughs> I think you've, you've, you've thought too literally. Uh, look... You know, strategies, they need, they need to have a bit more, you know, lateral thinking. <laughs> or trilateral commissions. Okay, uh, I have no idea. What was it? David, it was very clearly June. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've not seen look, I'm January through May, so I can't watch June. Look, that's a very funny joke. <laughs> No one could be said that I it can't ever be said that I don't enjoy funny jokes. Uh, but I, I really think you should be focusing on winning. Uh, <laughs> you know, there is a long road to go. He's gone. David's gone. He's back. Oh, sorry. No, he's good. There he is. David, you can't disappear from your problems from the electorate. Okay? It just has no truck. Sorry, there was a technical issue there. We're back in business. Let me just double check that we're still yeah. recording. Good. Good God. And good. I don't know what happened there. Discord went a bit wild. Sorry, Sir Kirstama. Would you like to finish? Look. David. Look. Look. Look over there. Look over there. And now, while he's distracted, I'm going to disappear. So, bye-bye, or as we say in the Labour Party, Bob Iger. <laughs> Bike, Sakir was... Summer. Where'd he go? That was fucked. <laughs> that was fucked, mate. That seemed better than some options, but not great overall. <laughs> he kept saying that he was going to do something really different, and I feel like he's done exactly... What would have happened anyway, but uh, with a, a different haircut. <laughs> You're listening to Satire on Is This Enough? Hello, I'm Is This Enough. Uh, <laughs>
David, uh, did you have fun there with Sir Keir Starmer? <laughs> this is slightly better than it was before, but not enough. Turns out it wasn't enough. Because I don't know if you know this at home, folks, but uh, I am a big communist and it's just me and Nish. And we sit in an Italian prison cell writing manifestos or pacing up and down smoking cigarettes that we've made out of Italian toilet paper asking what is to be done <laughs> is this enough David yeah. at the end of that round you have 7,200 and 98.5 points. Oh, Whereas I have 1,320 points. Yay! <whistles> yeah! Don't know what that was. <sighs> uh, James, I didn't tell you about my trip to Swindon for my winning. Oh my god, David, tell me about your trip to Swindon. Uh, uh, I uh, went to Greg's with my £4 spending money. I got a latte, a steak bake, and then I had to go into my own pocket to get a gingerbread man. And I thought, fuck this, I'm going home. But I had to pay for that as well. But I didn't have any more money. So I live in Swindon now. Hooray! <laughs> and you can see him all night at Trapper's Comedy. <laughs> God bless Sam Michael. God bless Sam Michael. <laughs> Uh, so, the end of this week's show. David is the winner! Yay! So, David. Fuck you, James. Fuck you, James. I got 7,298.5 points, and you got 1,320. 1,320 blazing. Whoa! Part of the blazing squad. Oh my god. Um, but before we wrap up properly... <laughs> I get uh, access to nuclear codes. You get access to, of course, the nuclear codes. And they are all trained at Luxembourg. So <laughs> don't be there then. <laughs> um, and you get guilt. And I get the crippling guilt knowing that now David Hoare is become God, destroyer of worlds. I am. But that leads us to the audience round. <laughs> oh, just do promo first. Promo first. Promo first. Oh, of course. Then that leads us to the promo <laughs> plugins. Promo round. This is for no points. Other than um, your own. James. If you've enjoyed the show, subscribe. Leave us a lovely review on one of the platforms that you're listening to this on and then log into a different platform and leave us a review there. We're gaming the fucking system. Review um, everywhere. You can follow us at Is This Enough Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And TikTok. And, and TikTok. Of course, TikTok. Mm. Where hopefully one day soon... You will hear clips of this over uh, screen grabs of someone playing an app. Yes, we want to be next to some kind of fruit ninja based antics. James, yes. where can people find you on the internet? David, if they really want to find me, they can find me at James O'Donoghue94 on Insta and, uh, and James OD1994. On Twitter, and if they really want to, they can follow my much neglected, though probably not that neglected, with comedy kicking off again, uh, TikTok, where I'm James O Comedy. Hooray! You can find David. me. That's a burp from earlier. Um... Good. <laughs> Gonna have to bleep that out again as well. <laughs> you can find me uh, at David Hall Lol. David Hoare, LOL, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Twitch, where I stream Mondays to Fridays from 10.30am. You can also find me on YouTube by looking up David Hoare. You can also find my albums on Spotify under David Hoare, or my music 
albums that are not comedy but they're instrumental music uh, under branching audio. Please look at that stuff. And David. Yes. Where can people find you? Come home, son. <laughs> In Swindon, apparently. <laughs> yes. If you've enjoyed listening to the quiz and playing along today, you can send your scores and your answers to the audience round to isthisenoughpodcasting at gmail.com. You may be able to win a bespoke piece of painting. James. You can. It's true. Audience, audience round. round. So that leads us to the audience round. Now, before we get into this week's, the answers from last week, uh, it was a true or false round. It was, of course, false. Really, all our yesterdays have lighted fools the ways to dusty death. <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, if you fell for that one, you'll fall in love. Um, now... Uh, this week's round, nice and easy. Which of these songs are on my running playlist? The first <laughs> correct answer gets a painting that I will have made while running. <laughs> Which of these songs are on my running playlist? Is it Bad Romance by Lady Gaga? Mm. Is it We Appreciate Power by Grimes? Or is it Sideshow Bob's Gilbert and Sullivan medley from the Simpsons episode Cape Fear? Mm, Which all very good. of these all of these make you want to run from something? Sometimes <laughs> it's from Elon Musk. <laughs> David, this has been Is This Enough? And David, can I ask, was this enough? This was certainly enough for now. We'll see you next time though. Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. And I, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from David. Thank you for joining us. Like and subscribe. And as we say in the comedy industry, help me. I don't know how to process my own feelings of inadequacy. Goodbye. Bob Iger. Bob Iger. <laughs> <laughs>